Well, if you would, open your Bibles to Mark chapter 1. Mark chapter 1, and we have begun studying this book just a few weeks ago, and we are we are moving through this text, chapter by chapter, verse by verse, seeing the beauty of the gospel of Jesus Christ, seeing Jesus Christ on full display within this text. We've been looking at the, at the preparation for Jesus' ministry that has been going on in this early portion of the book. We saw John the Baptist coming and proclaiming a message of repentance for forgiveness of sins and calling the people, letting them know, hey, you need to be cleansed from your sins. And he was preparing the hearts of the people with that message. Jesus Christ then came onto the scene, and he was baptized by, Jesus, by John the Baptist, and there was that voice declaring from heaven, this is my beloved Son, declaring who it is that Jesus Christ was. And then he was sent out into the wilderness, tested for 40 days in a time of preparation as he was about to go out into his public ministry. This 40 days of testing in the wilderness served as a preparation for him as he entered into his public ministry. And then we saw the summary message just last week, verses 14 and 15, where he began to go out proclaiming the gospel of God and saying, the time is fulfilled, the kingdom of God is at hand, repent and believe in the gospel. From this point forward, Jesus Christ is entering into His public ministry, teaching His disciples, proclaiming this message of repentance and faith in the gospel, calling them to enter into the kingdom. And we're going to see in our text today, calling out His first disciples, showing them what it means to follow Jesus Christ. Pick it up with me in Mark chapter 1, verse 16. Passing along the Sea of Galilee, He saw Simon and Andrew, the brother of Simon, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And Jesus said to them, Follow me, and I will make you become fishers. Of men. And immediately they left their nets and followed him. And, and going on a little further, he saw James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, who were in their boat mending the nets. And immediately he called them. And they left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired servants and followed him. As we begin to look into this text, we see Jesus Christ. This is really the the first instance of Jesus Christ issuing a call upon particular individuals within this book. He says, follow me, and then they go on and do so. And what we're going to find in the first several chapters of this book, of the book of Mark, is Jesus establishing him as someone worth following. Who is this Jesus Christ? Why should this be someone that we follow? Well, the initial painting, the initial picture of Jesus Christ is going to be one who has tremendous authority. And we won't see that theme developed as much today, but in future weeks, that's the theme that's going to be developed. We see a man with tremendous authority, authority to teach, authority to drive out evil spirits, authority to heal, authority to forgive sins. But here in this text, Jesus issues the call to disciples, and we see that first hint of the authority that he has. He says, follow me, and the disciples follow. The authority 
of Jesus Christ. What I want us to see today is three aspects of the call that Jesus issues in this text and three aspects of the response that comes from the disciples. First, three aspects of the call. We see first it is a call to follow. Jesus says, follow me and I will make you to become fishers of men. Follow me. Now, we must understand that in the context of of the early days here when Jesus is in his ministry, there were many rabbis, there were many teachers that would go out and and they had their own disciples and they would follow these teachers. So when Jesus comes onto the scene and he's recognized as a teacher, he's recognized as a rabbi, there's different individuals throughout the narrative that are going to address him that way, teacher, and then they'll ask him a question, or rabbi, and they'll ask him a question. Well, Jesus Christ is indeed a teacher, and he is going to have disciples. And this concept of discipleship, that word speaks of a learner, being a learner. Being a disciple is a learner. It's a follower. It's someone, it's, you can almost think of it as an apprentice. When Jesus says, follow me, he's telling them that I want you to learn from me so that you may learn how I walk so that you may speak that way. Learn how I talk, learn how I walk, learn how I do and conduct my ministry that you may follow in my footsteps and do the same things that I do. This is what it means to follow Jesus Christ. Oftentimes in those days, the disciples would seek out the teacher and they would find someone that they wanted to follow and they would come and say, may I be your disciple, may I be your follower. And the teacher would either say yes or no. But here in this case, it is Jesus who is the one who seeks out his disciples. He says, you follow me and I'll make you become fishers of men. We must ask the question, what is it about Jesus that makes him worth following? It's, it's very striking to us here in this Gospel of Mark. We have, we have no indication of a previous relationship of the disciples to Jesus Christ. Here this, this individual comes along, he says, follow me, and they say, okay, yep, sure, I'll do it. Well, why? Well, what is it about Jesus Christ that makes him worth following? Well, we're not, you know, in those days, there were different rabbis, there were different teachers, but Jesus isn't just another teacher. Jesus isn't just another individual that that is interesting to listen to him talk. There's something more about this individual. We had the testimony of God the Father himself. This is my beloved Son with whom I am well pleased. This isn't just a teacher. This is the very Son of God. John the Baptist, when he was preparing the hearts of the people, back in verse 8, he says, I will baptize you with water, but he, speaking about Jesus Christ, he will baptize you with the, whole, with the Holy Spirit. This is more than just a teacher. This is more than just an interesting person to follow. This is the Son of God. This is the Christ. This is the Messiah. And there's inherent authority behind the words of Jesus Christ when he says, follow me calling them to follow after him, to learn from him, to learn to imitate him and his ministry. It's sad that there are many people today who who say they believe in Jesus Christ, but they don't follow. They don't heed the words that Jesus says to heed. Their lives don't line up with what he says they ought to look like. At the end of the Gospel of Matthew, Jesus says to make disciples of all nations, teaching them to observe all the things I've commanded you, or to make disciples who follow Jesus, who obey the words of Jesus. 
so often we go our own way. We do the things we want to do. We, we listen to the, the desires of our flesh, the sinful desires of our heart, instead of following what Jesus has said in his word and heeding the call. We go our own way. Jesus says, no, follow me. Don't, don't just believe, but follow me. It begins with belief, but it follows through. Jesus says to follow me, the call is to follow. Second, we see that the call is a transformative call. Well, it's not popping up on the screen, but the fill in the blank in your thing is it's a transformative call. Jesus says, follow me, and he says, I will make you become fishers of men. I will make you become. This is a transformative call. That word for make is, is a, the Greek word there speaks of fashioning something, of, of molding it into place. Jesus says, I'm going to make something out of you. Right now, you're fishermen, and, and you go out and you catch fish. I'm going to turn you into something else. I'm going to make you become something else. I'm going to make you to be something else. You're going to be my follower, and I'm going to transform you into a new it's a transformative call. It, it speaks of this transformational action that Jesus Christ, when, when he gets a hold of somebody's life, when someone says, I'm going to follow Jesus Christ, that he transforms us and he works within us. He gives us his new heart that has new desires, that, that wants different things than we wanted before. You know, before, our, the desires of our flesh, the desires of our heart would go after sinful things. And when Jesus gets a hold of our life, he begins to make us want something different. We, we begin to desire holiness. We begin to desire the things of the Lord. We begin to desire to be with His people. Desire to understand His Word. Jesus is about the business of transforming lives. Think of the passage in, in Corinthians where, where Paul says that if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Behold, the, the old has passed away and the new has come. call of discipleship is a transformative call. It calls us to something different. It calls us to something new. Third, the call is a missional call. He says, follow me and I will make you become fishers of men. Now, I can't help but wonder if that would have sounded strange to the disciples' ears. Fishers of men. I mean, here, here are disciples. They are Occupation is a fisherman, all right? And, and we, don't th- we, we think of fishermen, rods and reels and stuff. No, this would have been with nets, right? They would have these, this large circular net that would have had weights around the outside of it. They would kind of throw it out into the sea almost like a frisbee, and as it would go out, it would spread out, and it would cu- come down. The weights would come down and trap the fish. They would pull on the rope. It would draw it together, and they would bring it in, and they would bring it back onto the shore or back into their boats with their nets full of fish, well, that's what their occupation was. And so now when they hear, now I'm going to make you fishers of men, that surely must have sounded strange to their ears. It's like, well, I'm just going to throw my net out at people? Well, no, that's, that's not what was meant, and I'm sure that's not what they would have understood. If Jesus' call to them was to follow me, I believe they would have understood that the call to become fishers of men would mean that they would be individuals who would go out and seek to help other people learn how to follow Jesus as well. It's a missional call. It didn't stop with just themselves. 
He didn't just stop with, with, okay, yes, now, okay, I believe in Jesus. I've punched my ticket to heaven. We're all good. And then that's just the end of it. I can just sit back and, and sit on my couch and everything's fine. And I don't have to do anything else in my life. Jesus says, I have a higher purpose for you. It, it, the call doesn't just end with you. It doesn't just end with, with you and your own belief, but you need to help other people see what you have seen. You believe in the gospel of Jesus Christ. Praise God for that. He's rescued you. He saved you from your sins. Well, there are other people that are perishing. They need to know the goodness of Jesus Christ as well. And so the call to be fishers of men, it's a missional call to go out and proclaim the gospel to help other people see Jesus Christ, and that they would follow after Him as well. After all, when we do consider what it is that Christ has done for us, when we think about the songs that we sang this morning, when we think about this Lord's table that we observed and, and the, the, the blood, blood that was poured out for us, this body that was broken for us, when we think about how it should have been me that, that suffered on that cross, but Christ died in my place. And we think about how now, now I can come boldly before the throne of grace because what Christ has done for me. I should want other people to hear that message. I should want other people to experience the same joy and truth that I have experienced as well. So when he says, follow me and I will make you become fishers of men, it's a call to lead others to follow Jesus Christ as well. So there's three things about the call. It's a, it's a call to follow, to be like Jesus. It's a transformative call. It, tra- it changes us. It's a missional call. It's a call that doesn't end with ourselves but extends beyond to helping other people see the same truths that we have seen as well. Well, there's three aspects of the call. We'll consider three things about the response. The response of the disciples as he called them out, follow me and I will make you become fishers of men. Verse 18, and immediately they left their nets and followed him. And then again in verse 20, and immediately he called them and they left their father and followed him. First thing that I see here is that it was a fast response. They heard the call. They heard what Jesus was calling them to. Okay, you're going to be my disciple. You're going to follow me. You're going to learn from me. And then I'm going to send you out. And they said, yes, Lord. That is what I am going to do. I will obey you in this. Immediately. They responded quickly. They didn't hem-haw around and just kind of think about it, dilly-dally around. There was an immediate response. Second, it was a sacrificial response sacrificial response. They had to leave something behind. He says, and immediately they left their nets and followed him. And James and, and John, they, they were in the boats with their father, and immediately he called them, and they left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired servants. Now, that detail about the hired servants is interesting. It, it probably is an indication that James and John, their father Zebedee, they had hired servants. They're probably a wealthy family. They had an enterprise. It wasn't just that they were catching fish in order to feed themselves, but they were catching fish and they had enough income to be able to support other families and give them employment as well. And he calls them and they leave all of these things behind. Sacrificial call. 
There's an aspect of this that I don't want us to, to take too far. It should be noted that when Jesus calls an individual that it does mean that we do forsake something. It is sacrificial. We leave something behind. But it doesn't necessarily mean that we're always abandoning our careers and our families. So in just a few verses, as we continue on even through uh, chapter 1, we're going to find that Jesus is going to be in the home of Simon's mother-in-law. And he's going to heal Simon's mother-in-law. We're going to see that Jesus is frequently making use of the disciples' fishing boats. And at different points, they're, they're going to be engaged in fishing. Like, so they still are in doing uh, their employment. They're still engaged in this. They still have ties with their families. But there is a difference that takes place. There is, the, the sacrifice becomes in the shifting of priorities. When Jesus says, follow me, it, it doesn't mean you never engage your work again. It doesn't mean you never engage with your family again. But the purpose of that work changes. The purpose for why I'm alive and why I'm on this earth changes. You know, so many people out here and they're just, they're working along and it's just, you're working to survive, right? You're just, just trying to make ends meet. And there's, there's a functional reality to that. There's a functional reality to that. But when Jesus says, follow me, the work is not just to make ends meet. It accomplishes that purpose, but it should be to glorify God. There's a, we can witness through our work. We can show people what good work ethic looks like and what it means to follow Jesus even as we work. The purpose of our work changes. We may have the same career, but the focus of that career may change. And it's true that some people may find that following Jesus Christ does mean that I change careers. Maybe they're engaged in something unethical and it needs to change because they're following Christ. Some can remain in the same job, but the focus, the priorities change within that job and they exist to honor Christ where they are and be obedient to following Him where they are. But in either case, the response is still sacrificial. To setting aside my own priorities, to setting aside what, what I think I want to do and following what Jesus says is good and right for my life. It's a sacrificial response. And finally, the response is fast, it's sacrificial, it, the response embraces the mission. Jesus says, follow me, and I will make you become fishers of men. And they followed him for the purpose of becoming fishers of men. Right? So sometimes we can say, okay, yeah, I want to follow Jesus, but I want to do it for my own purposes in my own life. Well, I want, I want my blessings over here in this area of my life, so I'm going to follow Jesus so I can get my blessings over here. Jesus says, no, 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 I have called you for a purpose. I have called you for a missional purpose that you may accomplish my purposes within your life. It's not so you can get what you want out of life over here, but so that you can follow what I have directed you to do. And so the call to follow Jesus embraces what He has for us. It embraces what He has set before us, not going after what we desire in our own life, but that transformational process that He works within us creates joy for what He's given us. Right? Though our, our priorities shift, our, our mindsets shift, we're a new creation in Christ and we have joy 
in the journey as we begin to follow after what He has set before us. So it embraces the mission. Become fishers of men. Yes, I'm going to follow Jesus. I'm going to, I'm going to help other people learn what it means to follow Jesus as well. response embraces the mission. As you think about these disciples, they heard a call. Okay, follow me. All right, I'm going to be your learner. I'm going to be your disciple. I'm going to be your apprentice. I'm going to learn to speak like you speak, talk like you talk, walk like you walk. You're going to, make, you're going to transform me. You're going to do something within my life. You're going to, you're going to teach me. All right, Jesus Jesus isn't just saying, hey, come do this, and now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kick you out the door and you know, let you swim in the deep end, just throw you to the wolves and give you no training whatsoever. No, it's transformational. Jesus is going to work within us. He's going to train us and teach us how to do what needs to be done. And I'm going to make you become fishers of men. Okay, so I'm going to follow you. You're going you're gonna to train me to do this work, and then I'm going to go out and I'm going to do it. And you wonder, did any of the disciples realize where this road was going to take them? They knew that they were going to follow Jesus, but did they know specifically where that would lead them? As we think about the lives, how the lives of the disciples ended, every single one of them died a martyr's death. They died because they were teaching others about Jesus Christ, executed for their faith. They didn't know that at the start. They didn't know the particulars of that, but they knew that Jesus was somebody worth following. And they knew that it was going to be sacrificial and that they would have to leave something behind. But I guarantee you that not a single one of them regretted a single moment of it. That they would say at the end of their lives, if they could go do it all over again, that they would say, yes, I absolutely would do this. Because Jesus Christ is worth it. As we conclude our time here this morning, I just have a few questions as we just to think about within your lives. Have you embraced the mission that Christ has set before you? Here at Pillar Fellowship, we have these banners on the wall. This expresses our, our mission, our purpose statement. We exist to glorify God by proclaiming Christ. Why? So that every individual within our reach might hear the good news of the gospel, might believe in Jesus Christ and might follow Him. I hope that these aren't just banners on our wall for nice decoration. I, want, I hope that these are things that we can embrace and live out within our lives, that we as individuals, we get to follow Jesus. And that's a, that's a tremendous blessing, a tremendous thing that Christ has for us, that we can follow Jesus, we can learn from the Master. And he teaches us what that looks like and how to learn and grow and follow him more and more each day. It's, and we're not going to be perfect followers, right? As we go through this book, we find that these disciples were not perfect followers either, right? In fact, this is about the, uh, the high point of the life of the disciples is right here. When Jesus says, follow me, and they say, okay, yes, Lord, I'll follow you. Throughout the rest of the book, the disciples are not painted in very nice light, they're constantly saying things and, and confused about things, and Jesus is constantly saying to them, oh, you of little faith. They're learning, right? They're in process. They're, and we're all in process. But as we follow, He begins to work us and mold us and shape us into that which He has called us to be.
So are you following Jesus Christ? Have you seen Christ's transforming work within your life? Is there anything in your life that you can identify and say, yeah, that following Jesus did mean I had to give up something? What did that look like? And are you pointing others to Jesus Christ as well? Have you become a fisher of men, seeking to show people the goodness of Jesus Christ, the splendor, His glory, His majesty, the greatness of the gospel of Christ, that that all who believe in Christ receive forgiveness of sins? Have you embraced the mission? Well, this is the call and the response the disciples. A call to follow, a call that's transformative, a call that is missional. May our response reflect the response of the disciples, being immediate, sacrificial, and embracing the mission that He has given us. Let's pray. Father, we do thank You for our time in Your Word today. I thank you for this text and how it challenges us. Lord, this text challenges me. I know that I'm not always faithful following you as I ought. And I ask that you would forgive me. Teach me. Continue to mold me. You you will make me to become what you desire me to be. I pray that you would continue that transforming work within my life. And I pray that it's true for everyone who hears my voice today. that they would heed the call that Christ has placed upon their lives, following Him, learning from the Master. And I pray that as we follow after You, Lord, that we would help others to see how great it is to follow You by our lives, by our words, that people would hear the gospel from our lips so that more may hear, believe, and follow Jesus Christ. We pray all of this in Christ's name. Amen.